How have internal auditors maneuvered through the financial crisis? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking about internal audit today, and we're fortunate to be talking with Richard Chambers, the President of the Institute of Internal Auditors. Richard, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks. It's good to be here. Richard, before we get started here, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and your role with the IIA. Well, I, uh, again, I'm the President and CEO of the Global uh, Institute of Internal Auditors. Um, we are an organization with 170,000 members in 165 countries. Uh, we provide uh, guidance and uh, standards and certification uh, programs for internal auditors around the world. Uh, I have the responsibility here at uh, the global headquarters of uh, overseeing both the uh, operations of our, our of our global institute as well as the uh, operations to support North American members, which comprise about half of our total membership. Very good. Now, we don't need to talk to our audience about the financial crisis. They certainly have lived through it. But what I'd be interested in hearing from you is how, if at all, organizations have changed their approach to oversight and governance in light of the crisis. Well, it's a very good question. I mean, obviously, anytime you uh, endure a crisis, uh, you know, I, I think it was Kierkegaard who uh, observed that all uh, change is preceded by crisis. And uh, so certainly we're undergoing another one of those post-crisis uh, periods of change and internal audit and uh, other oversight functions are no different. I would say uh, that perhaps in terms of internal audit, the thing that's characterized the change of the last two years the most is a return to a more diversified uh, f uh, coverage of uh, risks in organizations. Uh, in, in, the, in the past decade, there was a, a period certainly following the last round of corporate failures where internal auditors were being channeled very uh, uh, specifically into looking at financial risks and uh, looking at the risks of financial uh, misstatements on the, uh, in, in, in the financial system. So. What we've seen over the last two years, particularly in the wake of the crisis, uh, is that internal auditors are now being used to look at a, at a broad range of risks, not just financial risks, but also operational risks, uh, business and strategic risks, uh, compliance risks, technology risks. So I think from that standpoint, that's uh, the most uh, uh, compelling uh, uh, evidence of change from my uh, experience. Well, it's interesting, Richard. How would you say, then, that the actual role of the internal auditor has changed in recent years in light of this uh, realignment? Well, I, you know, I think we've gone through, over the past decade, I think we've been through a, a period of exciting change in the profession. We uh, we, we went through the sort of the post-Sarbanes-Oxley uh, uh, era here uh, in, in the U.S. in particular, where uh, we were, um, our stature as... Uh, elements of corporate governance and as uh, corporate systems of oversight and compliance, the stature of internal audit rose dramatically. Uh, the number of internal audit executives who reported to the audit committee uh, you know, almost doubled during the past decade. So I think we saw a, a, a very uh, strong surge in internal audits uh, place in the organization. Now, in the past couple of years, I think we have complemented uh, the work that we were doing in financial controls. Uh, by starting to demonstrate for those same stakeholders, particularly audit committees, how we can add value in a range of other areas. Uh, certainly, as you as you get into the the depths of a recession, uh, like uh, like our country has been in, uh, you will start to find companies who are under a great deal of pressure in terms of the bottom line. Internal audit is naturally positioned as a resource to help companies identify ways to shore up the bottom line 
cut costs, uh, reduce expenses. And so I think that's been one of the ways that an internal audit has really s- sort of returned to its roots and added some great value in the past two years. You know, I come back to a point that you made a few minutes ago when you were talking about the response to the previous crisis. We're, as, as a nation, good at pointing fingers and casting blame, and we've talked about what regulatory agencies could have or should have done to avoid the current crisis. What, if anything, do you think that internal auditors could have done to maybe not prevent the crisis, but to pre- prevent us maybe from getting to the level of crisis that we did? Well, I think that's a good question. I mean, there are always questions after uh, any any crisis uh, or after any any round of corporate failures as to where were, you know, you name it. Uh, and 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 there have been questions uh, raised about where were the internal auditors. You know, I think perhaps if I were to look very uh, candidly at at the internal audit profession, you know, we have to resist the temptation uh, to sort of assume that the next risks will look like the last ones. Uh, and I think to a certain extent, a lot of us were very heavily engaged, as we probably should have been to a certain extent, uh, on looking at the risks of financial fraud or financial misstatements uh, in the wake of the Enron WorldCom era. Uh, and at the same time we were doing that, of course, the real risk that companies were facing was an, a, sort of an increased recklessness uh, around risk management itself. And so what I'm hoping that will come out of this for our profession is a lesson that, uh, you know, we can't take our eye off this, uh, this whole concept of enterprise risk. Uh, and that w- if we, if we focus on just one slice of it, like financial risks, we sort of do so at our peril and at the peril of our company. I, I certainly don't believe that internal auditors would have been positioned to help prevent the crisis, but there might have been cases where they could have alerted their boards or alerted their audit committees to the fact that management didn't have a very effective risk management uh, practice in place, and in those cases, they could have helped those particular companies navigate through this crisis a little better. Richard, I'd like to ask you specifically about the recent additional SEC requirements for proxy rule disclosures. How do you think that internal auditors here can better influence risk management and governance under these requirements? Well, uh, we actually uh, responded very, very uh, quickly and I think favorably to the fact that these new rules were being put in place. Uh, We have commented to our members about the fact that we see this as another extraordinary opportunity for internal audit to step up. Uh, the way it demonstrates value. So clearly the uh, SEC proxy disclosure requirements um, along with a number of other regulative, uh, regulatory and legislative initiatives that are sort of percolating out there, I think the, the common thread among them is to increase the pressure on boards to demonstrate uh, their role in oversight of risk management. And so as boards come under greater pressure to demonstrate that role, I think there is an opportunity for internal audit to step up you know, because it does serve the boards uh, to step up and uh, and say for the boards, look, we can help provide you some assurance about how effectively risks are being managed in the company. Because certainly, uh, while while management, uh, well intentioned in almost every case, would tell the board, yes, we've got our arms around risk management. Uh, I think having an, an an objective and in some respects independent voice. Uh, to reassure the board about how effectively those risks are managed, I think is in the spirit of which these disclosure requirements are crafted. Rich, I'm hoping you can help us get inside chief audit executives' heads maybe. What would you say their perspectives are going forward? Are things getting better in their organizations, or is there still a ways to go before things can return to what we might consider normal? 
Well, that's another good question. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, if you if you uh, use the analogy that the that the crisis is like a storm, I think that you know we're on the backside of the storm, but I, I think that it remains to be seen just how uh, you know how 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 much longer it's going to play out. Um, I don't think that most companies would consider themselves to have recovered by any means. Uh, and so I think internal audit uh, would would be in the same position as almost any other corporate uh, uh, operation. Uh, I think chief audit executives have really begun to appreciate uh, what the, their uh, what the opportunity is for them to add value. So we certainly are seeing them shift the coverage uh, for internal audit. I think a lot of them are sort of waiting to see how a couple of other major uh, uh, uncertainties are going to play out. I- IFRS conversion, for example. Uh, if uh, if IFRS conversion, uh, if there become dates certain, if SEC guidance comes forth and, and there are specific dates, I think internal audit uh, will have a major role to play in providing assurance about the company's readiness for that conversion. Uh, I think that some of the other legislative initiatives that are out there, um, depending on how they play out, I think internal audit may have a role to play there. So, you know, just to sum up, I, I think that uh, audit chief audit executives uh, – are, are on point here uh, to watch uh, for where the uh, economy is going to take us and what new regulative and uh, legislative changes are going to come to play. One more question about the chief audit executives. What changes would you say that they've made and where do you see them focusing their attention most here in 2010? Well, as we've uh, we've continued to uh, try to keep our finger on the pulse of what internal audit's focus has been over the last year and we uh, actually asked the question two different times last year in a broad-based survey. And the last time that we asked the question, uh, we continued to see uh, that there was an expectation that there would be greater coverage around operating risks, around uh, f- uh, compliance risks, uh, around the assessment of the effectiveness of risk management. Those were areas where internal audit uh, executives or chief audit executives said that they expected to see greater uh, emphasis in the coming year. Uh, we're getting ready to update that uh, survey again in the next couple of weeks, so I suspect a month from now I'll even have a better picture for what 2010 brings. But right now I would say that 2010 is shaping up to bring some of the same change as it did a year ago. One thing that I am noticing that is a marked difference from a year ago, however, is that chief audit executives are starting to reinvest in uh, professional development uh, for their staffs. Uh, we are seeing an extraordinary uptick in uh, attendance at some of our conferences and some of our other training events. And that's a good sign. It, it tells me that, uh, you know, there's uh, they're starting to look forward uh, and identify kind of the leading trends and best practices that they can emulate in their own departments. You know, that's interesting because that corresponds with what we've seen in our own research and looking in information security and risk management is that professionals and organizations alike are investing in this. And organizations, contrary to what some people might think, are very much footing the bill for this. Well, you're, you're, you're right. I, I, I think we're, we're uh, still going through uh, this kind of uh, metamorphosis, if you will, uh, uh, and I, I, think, I think it'll be interesting to see how the next year plays out. But I'm very optimistic about the, uh, the, the short and long-term future of our profession. I think we are uh, continuing on a kind of a, a growth uh, trajectory uh, in terms of how we provide support and how we uh, serve the stakeholders of uh, internal audit organizations around the world. Now, Richard, I know you're going out on the road. You're going to have some speaking engagements. So I'm curious what your message is to organizations. How could they maximize 
the value of their internal audit activity? Well, you know, as I think about, um, you know, what's the what's the secret to success? And I, you know, I've been a, an internal audit professional for almost 35 years. Uh, I've seen organizations in every sector, uh, and and almost at every place on the uh, on the maturity curve, if you will. And I think the one thing that characterizes the most successful internal audit departments are two things. Number one is that they are aligned with the needs and expectations of their stakeholders. Uh, an internal audit uh, department that uh, sort of stops checking the pulse of what its stakeholders' needs are. That is, when I when I talk about stakeholders, I'm talking about boards, audit committees, uh, senior executive management of the organization. When you stop checking on that, uh, you will find that uh, you know it won't take long before you're out of alignment. So the one thing that I would uh, say is you've got to stay in alignment with those needs and expectations. And the other thing is that if you're really looking for where and how an internal audit department can add the most value, uh, you know, I just have three words, follow the risk. Uh, if you, if you as an internal audit department are constantly, uh, uh, you know, constantly monitoring where the risks are in your company and you're focusing your internal audit efforts uh, closely to those risks, I think you're going to generate value almost every time. Now, how about the message to internal auditors themselves? What can they be doing to ensure that they're providing the most benefit to their organizations? Well, I think if I talk to uh, sort of rank-and-file internal audit professionals, uh, the one thing I'm always uh, advising them is to, you know, to keep keep taps on what it is uh, that will will enable them to become even more proficient in providing internal audit support. So as we've, uh, you know, we've seen a number of uh, studies done about what the future of the profession looks like. Uh, the one thing, uh, for example, that jumps off the charts is that uh, the profession has got to become and continue to become uh, more proficient in leveraging technology in the way it conducts its work. Uh, data mining and analysis, as we, uh, you know, as we continue to become such a data-rich society, uh, the ability to mine, uh, you know, untold amounts of data and determine where uh, key trends are or key anomalies. These are things that internal audit professionals need to be able to do. And I would tell you that a lot of them still lack those skills. So I, I just in, I, I just advise internal audit professionals to define a personal strategy and invest in your own professional development. Richard, one last question for you. As we know, the, the tone starts at the top. So if you could sum it up, what would be your message to chief audit executives, their executive management, and their boards of directors? Well, if I start with the board, I guess my my advice to boards is, uh, you know, to take seriously uh, the new pressures that are being imposed on them. Uh, there's clearly a sense that boards uh, didn't do everything that they could have done uh, in terms of monitoring uh, risk management in their companies and calling out management practices that were incurring unacceptable levels of risks. For management, I, I would encourage management to recognize that while they have an important role to play in uh, in managing the risks of the company, uh, that there is an oversight function that the uh, that the board uh, has to play, uh, particularly when you're talking about setting the appetite for risk. Uh, and then finally, for internal auditors and for chief audit executives, I think we have to recognize that we can play a much greater role in helping to provide that assurance uh, that our boards and management are going to need about how effectively uh, risks are being managed. So I think the I think the real the real lesson learned out of the current financial crisis is that if you don't manage your risks, you are in you you are you are incurring an extraordinary level of risk in its own right, uh, because then you don't know where you're driving. Uh, you know you don't know if you're going off into the dark, uh, what might be around the next curve.
Well said. Richard, I appreciate your time and your insight today. Very good. I enjoyed talking with you. Thank you. The topic has been internal audit. We've been talking with Richard Chambers, president of the Institute of Internal Auditors. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.